0: (laughs) Jamie we're live on the Timmy Gibson show
1: all right hello hello.
0: (laughs) so before we get started actually my wife Jessica who you know uh, gave me she texted me as a bunch of questions that she wants me to ask so I'm excited to to ask some of these questions that she had, because I don't know if she told you and I'm a little skeptical, um, you know, kind of my, my background story, I grew up super religious in a Pentecostal, uh, you know, hyper spiritual healings, all the stuff. And you know, through a long course of events, um, walked away from religion and would now would just say I'm spiritual. So I would say I'm open-minded for sure. I mean, I'm married to Jessica, right? So I'm clearly (laughs) open-minded and spiritually minded. Um, but, but I am very skeptical and I, I think it, it could stem from having believed so many hooky, pooky, pokey wokey stuff in religion. And, you know, after 50 some years of living that way or 40 some years of living that way and realizing that that's not true, um, a lot of what I was taught. And, uh, so it's, you know, it's really changed my perspective on a, on a lot of things. And I tend to be more like evidence-based, like factual stuff, not stuff that requires blind faith. You know, you got to believe it without seeing it kind of stuff. So, uh, in my conversation with Jess, she goes, well, I'll type up a bunch of questions I think will be great. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. So before we get started with a lot of her questions, I've got my own questions, but first, uh, why don't you tell all of our listeners and including me a little bit about your story, what you do, how you do it. Um, and what, what brought you to doing what you do and, and all that stuff.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So I am a channeler, psychic medium and gifts mentor. Um, and so what that means is that I channel messages from what we might call spirit guides. So that would involve loved ones from the other side, um, angelics, galactics, um and i channel messages through you know with the intention for highest and greatest good and just to um help people maybe move through an experience or a past trauma or um just to help support them in any way i can and so um in addition to that i do help people release trauma from their energetic field um and i do that in different ways uh, through intentional energetic um, sessions. And then I have also facilitate regressions to revisit uh, experiences that they may have gone through that have been challenging and that they're still facing today, which is getting in the way maybe of a relationship or kind of living their best life, so to speak. Um, ultimately, what I do a lot of which i really enjoy is supporting people and trusting in developing their spiritual gifts because just like you mentioned uh, a lot of people come from families of skeptics or um, religious backgrounds um, you know different cultures or different relationships with their parents where they were uh, not cultivated from an early age or nurtured and so with that in mind, there is fear of working with their gifts and sort of opening up to these experiences. So I help facilitate that. I help um, them to trust themselves, develop confidence, and uh, you know further explore their gifts. And sure. so those are the main things that I do.
0: So it, so it sounds like, and te- please correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you also use psychological stuff. As part um, of it, meaning, meaning principles that are, you know, proven to work, you know, like looking into your past, dealing with past trauma, all those kinds of things, or am I mishearing you?
1: Yeah, I mean, in a way, um, I work mostly with frequency. And so what that means is there is an emotional state, right, that one might move through when there is a trauma. And what happens sometimes is that we repress that those emotions because it's too painful to revisit. And when those emotions are stored in their fields or in their bodies, then it's often creating their experiences and their relationships. So um, to tie that maybe to psychology, we're talking about uh, the shadow, or, um, you know, allowing the the uh, stored emotions to only come to the surface in a reactive way versus a responsive way so in a way um, in a way i guess you can tie psychology to that but ultimately we're moving those emotions to the surface and we're allowing them to release as they move through um, that process and then in turn energetically raising vibration yeah
0: was this something that you just were interested in or fascinated with or did you as a kid have any kind of an experience that made you uh turn into that or kind of like go way back to when you first even had an interest in this or recognize something in yourself that uh led you down this path
1: oh goodness okay um yeah, so going back all of the way and now this is a story that my mom um, later shared and, and I can identify with, uh, you know, later on, is that I would write a letter to my great, great grandmother, who actually was alive when I was first born. um, But then she had passed away. And I would tell my mom that I was, you know, talking to her and I would and I was only two and a half at the time. So I was too young to write. And so that was uh, an experience, again, that that was shared with me way after I do what I do now. Um, But my earliest memory, um, you know, one of the earliest memories would be when my other grandmother, passed away and my mom was trying to explain death to me and i didn't understand because i could still hear and see my grandma she would come to me at night while i was sleeping and we would have conversations and so um you know that was one of my experiences there was um, a little bit later on uh, a gal in my school this was in junior high she had lost her grandmother but before that was shared um at school as to why she was missing school i received a visit the night before and so um i at the time i did not fully comprehend what was happening or uh, you know what i was <laughs> what i was channeling and how i was channeling it um but you know things like that would happen and they you know i shut them off for a little bit because of the fact that i both didn't understand them and when i did try to bring them up uh because of being raised catholic it wasn't something that was accepted at the time and um and so i sort of you know tucked those gifts away and until they popped out later um but speaking of you know the catholic religion i would share that um you know i was channeling Back then, I had to go to these classes that were called Catechism, and I don't know. I mean, unless you're familiar with the Catholic religion, you may not be familiar with those, but they are kind of extra classes that you take to prepare yourself to um, commit, you right. know, to being in the Catholic. yeah. And so, um, you know, there were quite a quite a few memorable experiences where I was channeling as a young child and not realizing that's what I was doing um but because of that i was kicked out of the class on multiple occasions you know the kids would laugh
0: (laughs) well in the christian world that was considered you know divination and (laughs) witchcraft i mean i don't know what i don't know what they told you and why they would have kicked you out but i mean as i mean i was a you know i spent 30 years as a pastor of an evangelical church so um i remember i don't think that now but that was what what we were told and the Ouija board, um, any, anything, anything remotely, like even yoga, yoga was <laughs> devil worship, <laughs> <laughs> but transcendental meditation. I mean, you name it, all that, all that stuff was literally just lumped into the category of witchcraft and the devil. Uh, they were, they were literally synonymous with each other. And, uh, Yeah. So I, I grew up believing that for many, many, many years. And, uh, clearly, like I said, I don't believe that now. Um, but yeah, that's just funny. I'm not surprised they kicked you out based upon what I know they believe.
1: Yeah, yep, exactly. And you know, and it's, it sort of helped shape the experiences you know where i am now to sort of be able to walk that journey with others who have experienced the same so i definitely get that a lot you know in in different different shapes and forms but it it comes down to the same thing you know gifts not being um accepted or nurtured for sure for various reasons
0: and so when did you really turn into it then like when did you finally say okay this is going to be my profession
1: great question so i had um you know that's a story in itself um i went through many relationships sort of went through uh what i would call my earthly life and experiences and um and then i had a spiritual awakening in 2000 and nine. And so when I had this experience, I had all of this beautiful energy come up. um, And I knew instantly that there was only an illusion of separation. And we were all connected. And you know, one with everything that's encoded in nature. And I felt this and I and I instantly felt unconditional love for myself and others and I had no shame or guilt and so there was this feeling and that was essentially a carrot to what we're sort of working toward I believe at least um, in the evolution of humanity's consciousness and it was I was just shown sort of a sneak preview this is why you're about to do all of the work that you're doing and so, uh, you know, after that, the gifts sort of popped back open, I was channeling things I did not understand at the time, it would take many, many years um, for those to sort of click in and register. And um, I also know when that energy opened up for me, that, hey, you, you can't operate, you know, in the same way that you've been operating before letting, you know, some of these things uh, control your reality. So you have to take a good look at yourself in the mirror and work on some of these things and so i went down that road um you know some people call it the dark night of the soul where you sort of face face your your demons and um and fast forward a little bit to um uh, 2018 was when that opened up again in a way that it was time to work with the gifts. So I would say like, I had that awakening experience. And then concurrently, I was channeling, but it wasn't in a way that I was ready or prepared to work with other people. I was still I was still taking the journey myself and learning more about myself and what I needed to heal. So when that that sort of ping opened up for me, it was like, Okay, you're ready. And so um this readiness included the mediumship that I had shut off for a long time. So I called myself a ghost assistant because I would um, you know, receive messages. I started to receive messages at all hours of the night and I had to learn about boundaries with the paranormal, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, side of things. And um you know and i i was dating somebody at the time who really supported this which was healing for me um you know and encouraged me to to share these messages and um and you know and i did and the more i did i was like oh this is like helping this person you know th- these are things so you talk about skepticism so what was happening was i would get messages and words of things, I did not know what they meant. So I would get a person's name. And then, uh, you know, a couple of things like, uh, like, for I'll give you an example, Pepsi, Gatorade, Patch Adams, um, the number three, and then, uh, and then uh, a person's name. And so I knew I would have a feeling this is who it's connected to, but I didn't know these, th- these were not my friends or people that I could like just know information about. These were connected to people I knew. And so I shared th- would share the message and they would be like, you know, and for that specific example, oh my God, my aunt, that's my aunt's name. When we passed away, you know, or before she passed away, we watched Patch Adams and her accounts for Pepsi and Gatorade at at her place of work. Those are things that I could have no way of, you know, knowing, um, you know, a personal thing like that to what movie they watch. And so um, from there, it expanded and I had to sort of develop it as you would a muscle and learn, is this a female coming, like coming to talk to me, is this a male? what relationship is it? Who is this for? Um, and so I guess after a few months of doing that and just sharing the messages out of love spirit was like, it's time to do this as a profession and leave your corporate world behind so you can do this full time and, and work with even more people. And from there it was go time.
0: That's really cool. I'm just curious, what do you do in the corporate world?
1: So I started off um, with music, music uh, promotions, working for a company and many artists um, just to kind of support them on their journey. And, um, And then I, you know, I had a record label of my own. And then after sort of navigating other twists and turns of life, I ended up doing consulting for a healthcare uh company okay and so yeah oh. as traveling and consulting and network developing
0: that's interesting that's cool so one of the questions actually i had and jessica uh sent this question to me too because I, as a relationship coach um and even having you know been previously married and then spent about four years single uh and dating around i found this interesting and and uh, please do not take offense to this i've talked at length with jessica about this oftentimes when i was dating around i would meet someone that was super spiritual they were a reiki master or this or that and again please don't take offense to this but they were some of the messed up most messed up people i had ever met and i was always so it was always so intriguing to me that they were so quote unquote spiritually connected or so and it just resonated with what you just said a minute ago. You said you didn't want to really get out and help people until you worked on yourself. And I, my assumption is that not everybody's doing that. (laughs) They're, they're feeling like helping people before they get their shit together. And that was just such, such a fascinating thing to me. In fact, when I met Jessica and when, um, you know, I found out she was a Reiki master, which she did, did not lead with that. I didn't even know that for a, a while. Um, it was, uh, shocking to me because I was like, wow, you seem so emotionally mature. And there were times I kind of was like waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, like, oh boy, you know, is, is something gonna be what, and, you know, she maintained consistency and, and just staying emotionally mature. And we'd go through things together and, and, the way that we responded together was just beautiful. I mean, clearly it, it, it led us to the altar to marry each other. Um, but I was just so, I was so, how do I say this? I was just so elated that I found someone who was both spiritual and yet very emotionally mature. Um, so I, w- when you said that, I, I found that was so fascinating that you just really made a concerted effort to work on yourself was that because of what you've experienced or had seen or was this just your own personal journey and concern
1: sure it was more a feeling to be honest with you and there's no offense by the way i find that um you know in in sort of a, a spiritual and i don't want to you know say it's only the spiritual community but Right. Um, you know, those who have been through the most can develop the deepest compassion and understanding when you, you know, you sort of evolve along the way and transform and transcend. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, to, you have to, you have to walk the journey to know the journey. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I just received a feeling and to be honest with you, I thought I I am also a Reiki master um, I thought when I started doing Reiki, I'm like, I'm healed, you know, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like,
0: there's nothing else to look at. <laughs> I've, I've ascended.
1: <laughs> yes. I was like, I thought I was done. I even wrote in my journal once and I, I like crack up about this, you know, because this was, you know, tw- like almost 20 years ago now. But I had written Oh my gosh, you know, I might be out of lessons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I have reached the top. No, oh I do not. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. So anyways, there was so much more to do, you know, and 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 you know, it's important to step back and enjoy life as well and to not take it so seriously, but to also be actively aware, right? That we're mirrors for each other and um you know and that's what we're ultimately trying to bring forward is this heart and in unity consciousness and so that does entail taking those you know deep looks or a deep look at yourself and exploring
0: sure yeah you know, and, I, and i think to be fair i think um to be fair i think that also people who are helping people i.e psychologists uh, you know reiki master whatever it is, whatever it is you do in the spiritual realm or in the even just emotional natural even physically i think they're held to a higher standard you know if you see someone that's overweight and they're a physical trainer you're like hey you know i think that's just kind of a natural thing so you know maybe that coupled with you know holding people to a higher standard uh coupled with just life in general uh can make you know make you a little bit more critical of of people who are in in that position of of helping others that you think that they should have all of their shit together all of the time and you know that's just not the way life is really
1: right and that's the thing is like that comes from programming you know we are expected to just have an even keel temperament all of the time if you're not just like happy and joyful every day like there's something wrong but like you're actually when you have, you know, some trauma, um, you have, you need to bring that forward, right, you need to express that first, so it comes out in all sorts of messy ways um, to, to experience that before that transforms. Right. And then there's also, you know, another thing too, is like, I'm, I mean, I actually tell people, you know, you don't have to have everything healed, or else you'll never get out there and use your gifts. Um, so you are always, uh you know you're always working on it with the rest of the collective you know because we we're all going together here right so um we like for me for for instance i don't think that you know i'm better than anyone else or you know necessarily like healed more so that makes me uh, a better you know better at what i do um but i do believe that maybe you know some of the experiences can be helpful and supportive for others.
0: Sure. Hey, hold on one second. All right, another another partial question, I guess, kind of with that question that that uh, Jessica had sent me. Let me look at it here in my in my notes that she gave me. So, how do you how do you uh, or how does your spiritual your gifts affect relationships uh, with those around you? And I would I think. Partly what she was talking about was like romantic relationships, but also friends.
1: Sure. Well, my friends, um, are my soul family, you know, and, um, I had gone on a journey to do plant medicine in Peru. And those are some of my closest friends. Uh, the folks I met there and it's actually.
0: Oh, ayahuasca. Yep. Oh, awesome. I want to hear about that, but go ahead and finish what you're saying. But I want to, I want to hear about that for real. That's, that's awesome.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. That was definitely a big part of the rapid, uh, the healing process. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, some of those women are, you know, very powerful and definitely, uh, my good friends and you know, so they're into it, they're supportive and you know, they're all, they all have their own abilities and gifts. Um, And, you know, and and beyond that, uh, that whole journey opened up to expand my community and, uh, you know, meet more people. So I would say, you know, great in the friend space, in the relationship space. So interestingly, you know, I again, I've had these abilities my whole life. I shut them down. So there were relationships where that started to come online and that wasn't always supported. Um, In the beginning of the journey, it was like, Are you going crazy? Have you lost your mind, that sort of thing. And so um, fast forward to now I really feel I have a, you know, have a partner who um, is so supportive. And, you know, I love that she has witnessed me in all of my essence, you know, light and dark and has been nothing but loving and supportive. So she's not, um, she definitely has, she has her own abilities and gifts, but she does not do this for a profession. Um, so she's more logical mind, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's just- So that's Super cool. loving, so I'm, I'm super <laughs> lucky. I'm very lucky.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's, that's interesting because it sounds like uh, Jess and I, one of the things I told her early on, uh, you know, I admitted to her, I said, hey, listen, I I, w- I would consider myself spiritual. I mean, I am, you know, I am someone that went to a six month program of breath work and all that stuff to just deal with some past stuff and just whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not 100% just anti, uh, but like I said, I, I, you know, I told her early on that I'm pretty skeptical about this stuff and, and, uh, you know, not, I wouldn't, I would definitely not say I'm a, a believer, um, but I'm open. You know and uh so i i think it 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 lent itself to each other you know for whatever reason um i just adore her and i think she definitely has uh she's very intuitive and there's just a lot of things about her that i've just noticed um sure. and have seen and have witnessed and and like i said she backs it up with just being a great person um it it, it oftentimes and it's unfortunate that it does maybe this is just my own my own thing uh, but, you know, when someone is just so messed up in their personal life, um, that really tends to make me even more skeptical about any of their abilities. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, with all these abilities, why aren't they helping you at all? You know, you, you're you trying to help people find relationships, and but yet you've been married and divorced six times and have, you know, had 25 live-in uh, partners and can't figure it out. So how in the world are you going to help anybody else figure out their relationship when you can't even figure out your own relationship again, that, 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 that might come from my own, like kind of critical, uh, judgmental spirit. Um, but that's just, but that's honest, you know, it's, it's on honestly how I've, I've felt before.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't speak to that because not, you know, having those experiences myself, um, but i think that's the the powerful nature of being in that role is what are the experiences that you have that are relatable to the people and can help support them because right. you've been there yeah right.
0: absolutely all right so how do you keep healthy boundaries with your talents that's what <laughs> that was a jessica question
1: <laughs> i love that i love your question um so it it has um you know it's shifted over the years but i have had to tell you know sort of the the spiritual realm um I, you know i have rules of no bathrooms <laughs> and um and you know and sometimes i'm too tired uh because it can be overwhelming for your system you know back back when i first you know reopened this channel we'll say remember, I was working in the corporate field. So I was working, you know, just a crazy amount of hours during the day. And then I'd be up all night doing, you know, taking, taking messages, like, I call myself a ghost admin. So I had to cut, you know, I had to say yes or no. And you get to say yes or no, if you want to open that up. So those are uh, sort of part of my boundaries. And then, um, and there are some experiences where it's almost like the, the energies, they will know how to find you and come to you. So you don't have to actively keep your uh, channel open all of the time. Um, And another thing is discernment. So that's really important for people that are sensitive to these energies, you know, and and sometimes, too, you know, there's empathic people that are actually helping you feel your emotions because you're not expressing all of them and that they will channel those emotions and reflect them back to you. And so there's a little bit of that going on, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, you just use discernment. You you ask, okay, if I'm suddenly feeling a certain way, was there something that triggered me? Or is it coming from, you know, and so you have to go through that sort of process as well. Interesting. Um,
0: oh, yeah. That's...
1: Boundaries are important with the other sides <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, oh, goodness i sorry. The phone calls coming through. Okay. Um, another question that she had that I thought was a really good one. Um, I know you teach others how to go deeper into their psychic development. Do you have insight you can share here on how you can tap deeper into their gifts or how they can tap deeper into their gifts?
1: Sure. Um, you know, without walking you through the whole process, uh, one of the things, that we do is um, ask listen and trust so outside of uh, you know kind of practicing and developing it one-on-one they can uh, get a magic journal and you know which is anything that feels good to them that they can write in and um, you know and and ask what are this is just a simple exercise but ask what are what are three things that I need to know today, and um, and sort of tune in to your Clair audience, which is what you are psychically hearing. And now that's the, the trickiest one, because, you know, even you being a skeptic, and the person that knows and believes that this is real, and that they're tapped in, They still are skeptical of their own thoughts because they they wonder, am I making this up or am I hearing this through a channel? And so you have to know the difference between those subtle energy field to know the difference between your own thoughts and then uh, what you're channeling and bringing in. So there's that there's um, what you are seeing within your third eye what you are feeling intuitively um on the inside what your body's telling you and you just kind of use all of those senses and open them up and you capture and write everything down and you report everything don't dismiss anything um and then you know do that for like 10 days and that builds the momentum and i guarantee in almost every occasion after 10 days you're going to pick up on something that you wouldn't have otherwise known could happen so something prophetically perhaps and so that starts to build a sort of a bigger puzzle of your how your intuition can work you know in these other realms and bring this information forward so you can see it in advance in a way
0: right yeah that's fascinating i know when when jessica and i were chatting she she asked yeah how do you how do you turn it off and is it You know just constantly going to where it it interrupts or disrupts rather um you know your your personal relationship and i think we were specifically kind of talking about um romantic relationships and you know that because that could definitely and it could go all different ways again uh, you know i keep saying this and i just want to make sure that as a skeptic you know i i know that people can get it wrong you know I've never known anyone to be a hundred percent accurate on all things. And so, you know, if, if you're feeling something that doesn't mean it's true. And so, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're, for example, I work as a relationship coach and I met with this couple, well, first I met with her and she just felt like he was having, having an affair and she was just convinced of it and and breaking up the relationship over it like just it was really causing a lot of problems so i met with her and so i said well let me meet with him separately and and you know just see what he's thinking and find out and i met with him and he was and i feel like i'm a good reader of people and i'm you know again i'm not perfect i've misread people of course but i was just getting this sense that because i told him i said hey i'm i'm under like i can't tell her what you tell me like i'm I can't do that. I'm just, I need you to be honest. I can't help people that aren't honest. If you're not honest with me, then I can't help you at all. We have to start at, at honesty and from honesty, you know, we can rebuild. And he was just like, he was like, I don't know what to do. I swear to God, I swear on my kids' lives. He goes, I, I've, I have not cheated on her. And he said, but she is just convinced, you know, that I am. And he goes, I, and she's literally driving this relationship, insane because she's convinced now again she's not a psychic or anything she was just feeling this way anyway long story short after i (laughs) she was cheating after Ah. yeah so you know as a just a you know i was like okay well that because and i even called her out on it. i said you know what i said you're so convinced he's cheating i'll go i'll be honest with you and again i was i was counseling them separately because i really needed them to just feel safe to be honest and sure. i said listen i get this suspicion that you're the one cheating and it's your guilty conscience that's projecting over on him anyway you know and she broke down crying and you know that's what it was and but she really did she was convinced he was cheating so i thought okay you know we worked it out they worked it out and it it all worked out but i thought to myself when jess and i were talking about this thing with with you i i said you know that's that could be scary you know if she thinks she's convinced about something about her partner and it's not true um that could really wreck havoc on a relationship, just like this, you know, again, had had she just felt like he was cheating and she wasn't actually cheating, it would have just been such a terrible thing to put him through and her through and the relationship through, you know, just being convinced of something that there was no proof of, but it was just in her head that it was so. Is that, am I making sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, intuition versus projection of reality right and so there's a projection that's happening because of the fact that if if one person is uh, engaging in a being they're so afraid that um you know of, of that being exposed uh, then there can be a projection so i wouldn't c- consider that intuition um, and that's something you know again i i only gave one example but we have uh, a whole course called Unleash Your Academy. And it's, it's you know, it's a little bit challenging to try to, you know, fit this in one podcast. But there sure. are many techniques that we work on and discernment would be one. So making sure that you are tapped into your intuition. And so you look to the body to give you the answers, the mind it takes the ego three seconds to talk you out of your intuition when you intuitively know something the first go. And so you can create stories around that that can become so real, right? The mind is fascinating. Yeah. Um, but your body is, it's not designed to tell you things that aren't true. So if you learn how to listen to your heart and tune into your heart your body's going to tell you is this true or not it's going to tell you immediately and from there on it's going to be up to you to discern and to go with what your body initially told you
0: yeah yeah we had watched uh, there was some documentary I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix about twin flame universe um, oh
1: yeah I haven't seen it but I've been seeing all the hype oh boy it's
0: it'll curl your toes you know the 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 misuse of of just like in church okay so i mean this you know just like in psychology just like a, a doctor just like you can get you know car dealerships can be you know you you need a new whatever and you don't so i mean there's misappropriation across the board i can't see why there wouldn't be misappropriation in in the psychic world too or in that world too Uh, but yeah, it's a fascinating, (laughs) it's a fascinating, uh, thing, but you know, like my intuition, as soon as I saw those two yahoos, I was just like, they're crazy. Like I can just see it the way they're talking and what he's saying. He's full of pride and he's arrogant and he's uncaring about people. Like he is absolutely like. I wouldn't trust that guy to watch my dog and, uh, and of course, you know, throughout the thing, you, you learn how just goofy and cultish and crazy it was, but it, but I, so I did a podcast with a guy that was in heaven's gate. He was actually in that cult. He got out a year before they all committed suicide. And you know, one of my biggest questions was like, how did you get like, what? How did you not see how crazy it was? And he said, well, that's just it. He said it, it was like basically kind of like a Christian church. And then it just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you start getting into confirmation bias and you start, you know, believing the echo chamber you're in the echo chamber and it and everybody around you is believing the same thing. And so it, it, it was, it's like the, the frog in the kettle, you know, it, it wasn't, super boiling hot at first (laughs) you know it kind of started out kind of mild and then it got crazier and crazier and crazier and and thank god you know he had some intuition he just felt in his stomach um he just felt something was way off and there was some abuses going on and and everything was geared towards helping the the leader you know it was all geared towards the leader having all the blessings and all the money and all the women and all the everything and it just became clear that there was definitely some some um craziness going on and 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 he got out but you know he he was in there just a year before they all committed suicide and he, he said it was just such a sad thing when he saw the news and all you know most all of his friends i think there was one other one that got out but a lot of his friends had committed suicide thinking that they were meeting a spaceship you know whatever the story was i forget but they were meeting a spaceship that was coming from outer space to whatever and uh so he escaped just you know just in the nick of time um to get out of that so I, i'm curious for you how do you maintain a balance of of not getting into and, and this would be even with religious stuff. I mean, I used to say this as when I was a pastor, I would say, don't be so spiritual minded that you're no earthly good. In other words, you know, we still live and interact here on earth. Like don't become such a, a wingnut that you don't even, you can't even help anybody. How do you maintain a, a good balance? Because I haven't met you, but just even talking to you on the, on the phone, you, you seem normal <laughs> you know and and uh, I think that's important because you know most people are quasi normal if you know what I mean does that make sense?
1: well I mean I think with your friend that's a powerful experience to go through and you know I like to look at the gift and the experience and you know and there is it's devastating when things like that happen. But then we have to, you know, just know we have the choice right to choose to follow along and to look at that. And so he the feeling that he described, I would say is following his intuition to get out of there that this doesn't feel right. That's exactly what we teach, right. And one of the first things that I explain, no matter what kind of session I'm doing is, here is what's coming through. Trust yourself above all else. You get to decide right what you do with this information. So you have to um, you know, and, and it's the same thing with when I look back down the road of my relationships, I have evolved from I'm a victim and these things were done to me and I'm judging people To Hey, maybe sometimes I'm a little bit, you know, this or a little bit that, And maybe I don't want that to be seen, you know, and so um, I bring that up because during that journey, you you evolve to a place of I can own full, you know, accountability over the choices that I make. And so that's what we we teach people um, to, to trust their intuition. So not like, not what's coming through my channel, but hey, let me empower or help empower you. I'm showing you a little bit of my magic. So you can see a lot of yours. Okay, here's how to like, go in deeper into exploration of what you're feeling inside to say like, is this intuition? Is this in heart alignment for me? Or is this, you know, being played out from another space? Um, So yeah, so I, I, I hear what you're you know i value um the responsibility right to make sure you are owning that and sharing that message and not saying hey i'm just another you know priest or whoever somebody you know in fake power um trying to tell you what's best for your life and how to yeah
0: i love that yeah. That's one of the things that I've appreciated about um, Jessica and talking to her and just even talking about some of the um, things that she's done and readings, different things. I, I was so encouraged by it because I've. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 how do I even word this? I don't even know how to word it, but you know, you really, you really. As a person ha- that as I'm in leadership in some ways and, you know, had been a pastor of a 300 member church, and so I had a lot of influence, I had a lot of, quote unquote, authority in people's lives uh, that I didn't want, but I just saying that that was just part of the job, right? And as, as again, I'm not a Christian anymore, so I don't believe this, but as the man of God back in that day, people really looked to me for, for my biblical uh, in, insights, my wisdom, my prayers, and my whatever and i remember even then uh more so now but especially then because i was leading so many people i remember this is there i'm accountable you know then i believed i was accountable to god and you know and and these were precious people and i still believe people are precious um and i was just ha- i was hyper aware that these people trust what i'm telling them and they trust what advice that i'm giving them and it was really important to me to never say anything ridiculous, like this is who you should marry, or you should take that job or like, you know what I mean? Like I would never, I never felt comfortable telling them. And rather I would encourage them, follow your intuition, follow your gut, what feels right, uh, what's logically the best school for you to go to um and i'd often say i can't tell you which school is the best for you but you know and you just have to go into your knowing and and tap into that to make that happen and uh because i think it could be so dangerous to tell people stuff and again going back to that silly uh, universe uh twin flame universe that's what those people were doing they were telling people what to do who to marry and it was just causing crazy chaotic things to go on um you know partnering with uh, telling heterosexuals you're not heterosexual you're homosexual so you need to be partnered with this person and it was just craziness uh because i would think that you know if you're heterosexual you know it if you're homosexual you know that too and um and it was it just created so much damage so how do you how do you really make sure to to balance that you're not telling people what to do or what decisions to make, but rather, or what do you do? Do you tell people what to do, or do you try to get them to recognize it?
1: No, I try to, I try to get them to recognize it. So I, okay, so I may channel messages from a loved one and share, and this is what I share. You know, with loved ones, they're they're very, um, and I mean, you know, people who have transitioned and passed away, and then I'm able to connect to that frequency and pass through a message. So uh, oftentimes they're messages of healings, but sometimes they're messages of opinions. But I say, you know, you still <laughs> you still get to do what you want to do. Um, but when we're talking about like, you know, spirit guides and, and angels and um, even the Galactics, it's, you know, again, it's it's usually a different kind of message just to, to help, you know, maybe, maybe um, share some insight into something something that they already know internally, so intuitively internally, but they just need that validation. So that will come through as well. Um, But what I would share, you know, I do as much as possible, uh, same thing, you know, try to get people back to what feels good, um, even with sharing the messages and insight that will come through. And I've learned that, you know, with plant medicine was a powerful teacher. Um, again, ayahuasca, because what I found is that um, the power in ayahuasca is it's true now, not because somebody told me it was, because sometimes we do tell each other something that ends up being true for the other individual, you sure, know, sure. but they need to see it themselves. Absolutely. So plant- yeah so plant medicine is it's true because i have experienced it myself and so i try to bring that medicine through to my sessions yeah
0: all right so i'm sure everybody listening is on the edge of their seat because they want to hear about ayahuasca because it's it's everybody's been hearing about it a lot of people talk about it uh i've been invited to some ayahuasca sessions i've yet to do it i'm sure i will at some point uh to be honest i just I don't like stomach aches and I don't like, um, throwing up (laughs) and, and so when I heard that it's just stuck in my brain that that's going to happen, a purging and I'm, I'm just, (laughs) I don't like purging. It's just like the worst. Uh, so that's the, really, if I'm honest, that's the only thing that has really kept me from, from doing it as of yet. But tell us about your experience with the, the ayahuasca plant.
1: Sure, sure. Well, I can relate to you because <laughs> I, for some reason, I had done ayahuasca research, and I was sort of led, you know, through these series of synchronistic events. But I did not know that you purged with ayahuasca when oh. I went down to Peru the first time. So they were the shaman were putting these buckets out, and I was like, "What are these buckets?" For? Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, you know, if you." You know, throw up in the bucket, and so um, or purge in the bucket. So, yeah, I but I I believe that that was like intentionally concealed somehow because I promise you, my vulnerability at the time was not at a place where I would feel comfortable, you know, doing that with an audience or even wanting to, you know, have the the upset stomach and all of that. So I I shared those concerns. But then, you know, once you go through with it, it's it's not, um, it's not as bad as you think. And it's actually, I mean, it's been the most influential um, experiences, I would say, you know, um, on my journey that have really allowed me to connect uh, some You know, some things that have been channeled, um, I would say sort of the the grander design, if you will, and to sort of plug those back in. And then um, also just to understand how the unhealed trauma was affecting all of my relationships, you know, and again, I, when I went into this, I was like, Oh, I'm already healed. I have everything <laughs> everything down. Yeah. But Oh, no, you didn't because you here, here are the programs that have been guiding your experience thus far. And here's how you can, you know, um, let go of these things and lighten your energy and really feel free to, uh, you know, create the reality, you desire an abundant and joyful way. And that was something that was very challenging for me before. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing, you know, with the the spirit of ayahuasca, those come from uh, two different plants, right, that are over a 1000 miles apart in the jungle. And uh, the history of that is that uh, a shaman had had a dream that those two things could help heal. Uh, the people and so that's how ayahuasca uh
0: came together uh, you know okay i did not know what the history, the history story was because uh you know i listened to joe rogan uh on his podcast on occasion because he really supports uh psychedelics and ayahuasca and and you know the big debate is whether ayahuasca is tapping into your own your own dream world or are these actual entities you know who, who who knows you can't really prove it either way i know some people believe that it is entities other whatever so the the verdict's out but there's still something very profound very magical that happens even when i was doing the breath work it was psychedelic breath work meaning the breath work produced uh, apparently like a dmt kind of response in my body and it was like i was on uh a psychedelic trip kind of and even though i've never done a psychedelic trip i definitely felt w- it was wild and i thought wow just breathing and with the music the method the uh the melodic music the drumming and the deep breath bre- the you know the breathing and all that i mean i definitely went into a psychedelic state and it really really helped me uh along in in my healing journey it was very powerful so I can only imagine uh ayahuasca and psilocybin and all the other um uh, things like that can be very very helpful and in fact it is i mean there you know a lot of uh now it's done in therapy sessions where they'll uh put them on on certain things and and allow that healing especially for people with ptsd um that have you know come back from war or whatever any kind of ptsd that uh psilocybin and some of the medicines have been very 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 helpful in people's journey
1: absolutely 100 percent. and um you know i'm definitely a proponent of it or advocate and i say if you feel called it's definitely a calling and you know some people might be able to get access to those worlds or healing in other ways for sure but it sure. could definitely yeah you know help support the process and they say like just is a bar of measurement and you know i can't say like how true this is because i haven't done that much Um, sure had that many years of therapy but they say one ceremony is equivalent to like five years of therapy um i've heard that
0: yeah i've heard the same thing yeah yeah i've done uh different modalities of of healing um i did a week two it was actually two weekends it was a friday saturday and a sunday and then you A week later, you came back on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I always tell people it was like two weekends, but it was like a a year to two years worth of therapy. (laughs) There was, you know, group sessions, and it was just hardcore intense, eight hours a day. And it was just wild. Um and uh found it very 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 helpful and then like i said the breath work and has been very helpful i've i've not done a psilocybin trip or again ayahuasca or or any of those yet um i've done some microdosing on psilocybin um but that's very mild i mean i'm a marijuana smoker so uh, you know I'm, I'm used to having a mild Uh, Feeling, but you know, even even THC, I I treat it as a medicine. Like for me, it I don't I'm not a party guy. I I look like a party guy. I know people tell me I look like one, but I'm not a party person at all. I don't (laughs) really drink. That's just poisonous. Um, Not that I don't enjoy a good cocktail or a good glass of wine here and there, but I do like THC, and I can tell you for certain. THC has had a very positive effect on my life and it's, I don't know why or how, and I've heard other people say this, and I really never told anybody about this or even talked about it until someone mentioned something about this. And I thought, interesting. So it's not just me, but it keeps my ego in check. It's, I don't know how or why or what it is, but it, it helps to keep me humble. Um, and more tender towards people uh, I've noticed. And I, again, I've heard other people say that too. And I thought, that's interesting. I wonder what that's all about and why that is.
1: That is interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, another question that Jess had for me to ask you, do you notice any energetic themes for 2024?
1: Ooh. Yes, um, a, a few energetic themes. And now I, I should clarify too. Um, when I speak in themes, there is a collective consciousness theme. So like what is happening sort of out there at the macro level, but on the micro level, um, it is sort of dependent on where everybody's at in their journey. So I can speak to what's coming through for me in that sense. And sure. so You know, we're stepping into, um, you know, this is a little bit of astrology, but Pluto is going into Aquarius, and it just came out of Capricorn. And, um, and so we're going to see things that were hidden, hidden truths, we'll say on the macro level, come to the surface to be exposed and to be revealed. So, um, you know, be prepared for some of those events. there's also a shift in again. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but this sort of victim um, consciousness that we can have. You know, I, I, I mean, I let that rule my life for a long time, into uh, stepping into a, a more full um, creatorship. So just taking sort of um, you know the control of the the life that you want to create. Um, and there's going to be this really um strong boost in being seen and confidence all of the things that maybe felt like they have held you back so um you know how i experienced it and see it are in dimensions and frequency and so um some of us are kind of moving through um different Different phases of what I'll say, you know, the fourth dimension and then being third dimension on Earth and fourth dimension sort of transcending time. So depending on where you are in your journey, you may notice some wonky measurements of time. Um, and. The biggest thing, though, that's coming through is heart expansion, collective heart expansion, and so what we're starting to see come through is that all of our individual pain and fears and journey and emotions, we're all feeling the same things. But when we can step outside of our own bubbles and actually speak truths, and not kind of hide what we're really feeling or going through, then we'll realize that we're, you know, we're united in that way so there's that too that's
0: beautiful so jessica asked this her last question i thought this was so cute she goes is there hope for humanity what is jamie's hope (laughs) what is jamie's hope for humanity (laughs) 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 okay
1: so you know how you're talking about purging in the bucket for ayahuasca there is like a massive purging you know we're going through so i do believe there's hope you know there's a purification of the thought process that's the way i look at it so like meaning what thoughts have been driving, again, program thoughts have been driving our collective experience. So, what that means is like what we focus on expands. So, if I'm focusing all day and watching the news and like things are going to shit and that's what I believe, then I'm going to continue creating that reality. Um, but if I, you know, if I kind of work on myself and find out where, what do I need to achieve inner peace? Where am I off balance? Where is my own life out of heart alignment? Um, Going within can help the external experience. So as above, so below, you know, going into the hermetic principles and all of that, you know, I believe in that. Um, So, yes, there is hope. Um, We're getting there. Things are moving faster than they have been before. And, um, you know, we just have to go through the trenches. So we can arrive <laughs> back to love.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I think that's the ultimate answer. You know, Um, when I think about, again, how I was raised in the in the Christian church, the one message that I still would say that I resonate with is, is the majority of the message of what I learned through Jesus that, you know, to be good and do good. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible was uh said jesus went about doing good and healing and i just love that you know and i i and but it starts with ourselves in fact as you were talking i thought man i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put a quote out there here in a minute after i think through it but it's it's so if everybody just did their own inner work if everybody just rather than trying to think what you need to do and what my spouse needs to do and how they need to get better and how this person needs to do this like forget all that, <laughs> but if everybody individually just worked on their own lives to work through whatever trauma they may have had happen, to work through, whatever, just, you know, work through, be a better person inside, uh, man, the world would be such a, a more beautiful place if, if we all just did that inner work and and worked on ourselves to, to be a better person.
1: A hundred percent. You know, that's, that's the core right there. You know, I believe we always think that we know, or we tend to think that always, we tend to think that we know what's best for, right? Our spouse or our friend or, you know, whoever, and we judge because we think that we know better, but we can't see the whole divine design in the grander intelligence and like how that person's journey, what they signed up for to experience, to uh, you know, to complete or to heal or to, um, yeah, just to experience. It's we're a consciousness that, you know, desires to know yeah. through experience. So, 100%.
0: That's beautiful. Well, how can, uh, Jamie, how, how can people get a hold of you? How that, how can they find you? Do you have a, are you on Instagram, Facebook, website? What's, what's, what's the way to get a hold of you and follow you?
1: Sure. Our website is jamievoslove.com.
0: Is that Jamie okay. J A M I E?
1: Yep. V O S and then love dot com. And then that's the same. My Instagram handles Jamie Voss Love as well.
0: Okay awesome well goodness i really appreciate you taking time out of your day today to uh, talk to me on um the timmy gibson show and i'm grateful for the connection that jess made with you and she just speaks so highly of you she she really thinks just thinks highly of you and of course anybody that she likes i automatically like um so i was excited to to get a chance to to talk and one of these times we'll have to get uh you over here to the studio and get Uh, when Jess can be here and we can all three get microphones and, and chit chat.
1: Yeah, I would love to. That'd
0: be fun. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for uh, your time today. And when this is uh, published, I'll send it to you. All
1: right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jimmy.
0: Uh, Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.